We've talked many times on this show about how the smartphone space is reaching a state of, let's call it advanced maturity. On any given day, you can pick up just about any given mainstream flagship phone, and you're gonna more or less have the same experience. A normally oversized slab of metal, glass, and plastic that powers on to become a gateway to the internet. But even in this period of same phone, different day experiences, there's just enough room for a standout, an opportunity to push the space one step further than the competition and, quite frankly, be different. That moment very much describes the one I had when I first unboxed the subject of today's show. On parting the cardboard and peeking what was inside, visually I was greeted by exactly what I expected, a dark metal rectangle. However, it was when I picked it up that I was immediately aware this wasn't your everyday pocket-ish sized supercomputer. The heft hit me first. It was weighty in the hand in a way that harkened back to the days of my first iPod, when the perceived value and quality of the object was identifiable in the sum of its parts. Once powered on, the screen came to life in near-perfect blacks and popping color that, put simply, delighted the eyes. Things really get interesting as you fly through the setup, download apps with ease, and begin noticing the thoughtful touches in the operating system, guiding you to new features, potentially game-changing AI enhancements, and suddenly the why behind this device is coming into focus. This device isn't just a flagship, it's a tour de force to showcase every single party trick one of the world's largest technology brands can pack into that dark metal rectangle. So let's find out just what is in the box with Samsung's brand new Galaxy S24 Ultra. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. And we are here this week for nothing other than some what's in the box action, because uh, you heard us discuss it just a couple of weeks ago. Um, here we are on day and date of release, uh, January the 31st, 2024, um, for the release of Samsung's Galaxy S24 series. We're specifically hands-on today and have been for a few days now to get some first impressions and what we think it's going to be like to live with this phone for, you know, a minute or two. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we're here specifically with the with the ultra version because you know, would you expect anything less of us and our you know rampant swiping of credit card? Uh, so we've got we've got the S twenty four ultra uh, in hand. This is I mean to get right down in the weeds real quick. Dead middle of the road. Um, it is the five hundred and twelve gigabyte storage option. Um, the reason I actually mentioned that is not because of the storage. It's because that is the only distinction this year. Uh, we mentioned it briefly during our coverage of the event itself. In past iterations of this phone, tearing up the storage typically netted you at minimum additional memory as well. Right. So that that you know, d differing on the year if it was the 128 or maybe even the first year, the 256 being the base, um, you actually got kind of stuck with eight gigabytes of RAM as well, or even six in earlier iterations. And to tier up to those higher RAM levels, um, you had to also tier up the storage. And you'll pay not Apple levels of handsomely for it, but uh, so, somewhat. Uh, that, that's right. Not It's not $400 per terabyte, at least. So we'll, yeah. we'll give them that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can you tell I've been shopping for a new Mac desktop lately, right. by the way? Like, <laughs> the, the, the obnoxious nature of that upgrade path is just burned in my brain. But 
Anyway, um, no, this year it's flat, right? Truly, your your extra dollars net you extra storage, and that is all um, phone to phone. And I view that as a good thing. I mean, because really, most people with the baseline being that two fifty six gigabyte storage option, the overwhelming majority of real people looking to use this phone, right? Probably won't need more than 256, not during the lifespan of this phone. Um, you know, if you're going to keep a bunch of high res stuff local, of course, we've talked that to death. You can eat through it quickly. There is no longer expandable storage in these phones. Um, that yeah. was obviously, you know, mainline Android's, you know, victory banner for years was, you know, by Android, you can add storage here. And that that hasn't been the case. That, that is not new here. That has not been the yeah. case in Samsung's, you know, even mid to tops here for quite a long time has been no no SD storage. Um, but again, utilizing Google Photos or OneDrive or whatever your cloud storage option of choice is, um, it's just good that people can get in at that 256 considering we might as well address the other elephant in the room at the top of the show, the price point this year because it's gone up. You know, mm-hmm. year to year, yeah. base model for base model. Yes, you're getting all the RAM. Yes, you're starting at 256, where, you know, not too long ago we were starting at 128, but you're also starting at 1299. Yeah. So they're definitely starting to get up there. The interesting thing to me, though, I, just to touch on it quickly, I know we're yeah. primarily talking about the Ultra, but it, the interesting thing to me was stepping down to, to the S24 Plus, you're still mm-hmm. getting the 12 gigs of RAM. You can't go up quite as high on the storage to one terabyte, but you're still getting the 12 gigs of RAM and the same processor, which is kind of cool that they did that. Yes. I mean, it's not the same camera. There's some other trade-offs, but you know, right. the RAM, they're not crippling the RAM even on the mid-tier phone, which is kind of... Oh, nice the, the, the other... What's interesting is, I and we're going to get more into this, I, I really... I have a lot of great things, actually, to say about this phone, the Ultra, but I will say, objectively speaking... The S24 line as a whole, but to your point, are definitely inclusive of the S24 Plus. It's a very compelling range of phones yeah. this year. Um, most specifically on that Plus model, they've brought, because I don't remember if we actually got to this level when we talked about the event itself, that 1440p display. It's not the exact same panel, but right. still a 1440p 120 hertz display makes it down to the mid tier S24 Plus this year, putting it display wise. On par, no, again, not in parity, but on par with what you're getting from the much more expensive Ultra model. Because mm-hmm. um, used to be you had to go up to the Ultra to get that 1440p resolution. Um, you were 1080p across the lower and middle range. Now it's just the entry level S24 vanilla that's got that 1080p display. Crucially, still 120 hertz. And I just want to give right. Samsung credit where it's due. Um, so nice. I just. Yeah, I just I feel like we've gotten to a level with display tech where 1080p is still a perf- is, is still a fine display resolution at that screen size and the and the range emphasis on most people keep their phone displays from their face. Um right. you know what I mean? 1080p does not look bad. Um I would wager that more people would get more out of I'm going to pick on the S24 entry level for a second. More people get more out of a 1080p display doing 120 hertz than they would out of a crappier 1440 display doing 60. Right. Mm. Yeah. You definitely. And and I mean they're all they're all the same technology for the screens. I mean they're different sizes, 6.2, 6.7, 6.8, but they're all the same. What? How do you, how do you say that? AMOLED. 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 Yep. So. Yep. I mean. They're all the same thing, and they call it a two X display. So I mean, they're really they're 
making it look like they're all the same kind of technology, at least right. for the for the screen itself, which is kind of nice across the entire line, just different sizes right. and different resolution with the lowest one, which is which is pretty cool. I mean, again, these things are very close in parity. There's just little trade-offs like with the camera or um, you know, the top size of the storage and things like that you can't get to, but they feel much more in line than than some of the Apple stuff where you you go into the entry level and you're yeah. on a processor from two years ago and stuff like that. So yep. No, and this the screen actually on this one has that anti glare coating, right? It does. Yeah, getting getting back to the S twenty four Ultra hardware itself that we do have in have in hand. And thank you, Cody. Um, he's so excited. He's knocking everything over on his desk. Um, <laughs> um, and I refuse, refuse to edit that out because I'm me. Um, no, so the let's spend some time with the hardware and start with and start with the screen because I am famously commented on this show as being a person who hates his eyeballs. And um, this phone does great service to that hatred because um, it's an incredible display. Uh, very, very similar to my comments about the um, the Tab 8 and 9 Ultra, the last couple of generations of their big, you know, skateboard yeah. tablet. Um, <laughs> because thing. it's one of the best tablet displays I've ever used. Anyone I've ever handed that thing to has said their first comment is wow that screen's amazing and it and it is and this is cut from that same cloth in a very literal sense it is beautiful it's got some very samsung color scienceiness going on but you're just you know you can tweak some of those settings but you just know samsung what you're getting when you pick like up a, saturated right they are some of these guys really enjoy cyberpunk. That's the only okay. way I can describe it. They're just really <laughs> down with, from your phone. Yeah, okay, got yes, it. they're really down with the cyberpunk color palette. But when you mix that like leaning of color science with a display that is such great contrast, such vibrant colors, and Cody, to your point, this anti-glare display is not just box art. Like really, mm. it's not just words we're putting on the box. It is noticeable, both indoors with overhead lighting, which we work in a lot, and outdoors in sunlight, right. coupled with, going back to my hatred for my eyeballs, the brightest peak, it's the, it's the most peak brightness I've ever noticed on a display. Because you just see it ramp up that brightness to 2,600 nits when it needs to. <laughs> and that's just... And you look it's away incredible. from your phone and you still see your phone. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a neat continuity <laughs> feature spot. because, you know, the last page I was looking at just goes with me even after right. I put the phone away. It's a really incredible side feature. You know, so I'm paying it, extra it does for the, it. It does the anti-glare, but it doesn't do that. I'm, I'm assuming because the display, is, the display is so expensive and so nice that it doesn't do that thing you see when you put the anti-glare accessory right on top no. of it that makes all that speckled. Like that mad. You know, yeah, I hate that look. So yeah, I'm assuming no, it doesn't do that. There is less than nothing matte about this display. It is as glossy because again, that's kind of like just a hallmark of a Samsung device. It is yeah. very, very shiny, and it God. is and it is that on this display. But I, I don't understand the like the actual material science behind it. But whatever your point, code, whatever they did with the anti glare coating is is effective because in several lighting conditions, held up side by side with countless other competing devices. Um, it it's hard to just describe in a quantifiable thing like oh it's half the reflection i i can't put it down to that but i can put it down to it looks better 
You like I said, it looks better in overhead yeah. interior lighting. It looks better outside in direct sunlight. It just it just looks better in several several lighting conditions. And again, I always harp on the displays on these phones so much because it's what we spend our time looking at. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, for better or for worse. And demonstrably for worse, by the way, we spend a lot of time with our eyeballs on these devices and why commit to that and have it be a subpar experience when there's so many great options out there. This being one of them, certainly, again, on the highest end of the price scale for a non-foldable. Obviously, we throw foldables into the mix and this thing's half off, it seems sometimes, not literally, but God. Um but no, in the in the traditional flagship, you know, call them candy bar phone world, um, this is up there. I mean, true. I so I've got the five twelve model in hand, which retail would be fourteen hundred and ten dollars out the door before tax, shipping, and accessories. That's a lot of money for a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, as we mentioned, and we are now again at release date. I'm sure this has changed a wee bit. Um, but you'll always, you know, Samsung devices also tend to go on sale about 11 minutes after they release. But if you got in on the pre-order, there was at least the opportunity to get the upgraded storage for the entry-level price point. So you can get the 410, I'm sorry, $1,410 model for a $1,299. Ooh, huge save. I mean, it's it's a, it's a sizable savings, but you're still already at $1,300 for the phone. But then there was, if you've got a phone from the last decade chilling on a shelf somewhere, they'll give you a pretty decent pre-order. Like Samsung is aggressive in wanting to get these phones in people's hands. They have been for years. We've mm. talked about it now several times on this show. So, um, I would say the as much as I do like this phone, we're going to spend more reasons talking about why here over the next few minutes. Um, if if you decide you're wanting to go buy it, the only advice I would get it is do not pay retail. Like I, mm. I cannot I cannot wrap my head around any reason to pay full sticker for a Samsung device because either it's going to be on a buy one get one for a dollar sale sooner rather than later at your carrier or <laughs> yeah we have, we have free flip um <laughs> with a new line of service now um or you'll be able to you know, or you can i would try right now if you've got a device in hand and you likely do you know very few folks are going out and buying a ultra grade flagship and it's their first and it's their first phone you're coming from something whether you're switching from an iphone or if it's another competing android device or best yet a samsung device because they do give great preferential trades for their own brand um they also give you great trades if it's an apple device because they just <laughs> love to it makes me wonder what they do with them like i, I realize what the, I, but but it's like i can just imagine it's a guy's job to be like I'm going to just jump around in giant Doc Martens on all these iPhones because people traded them in and we win. Like, I don't know why. It's, just it's like a team building exercise. So yes. Like, hey, guys, we've got enough of them. Let's go in with our sledgehammers and just smash iPhones all day. Yes. It's their victory dance. <laughs> nice. But uh, unfortunately, sales They're figures still, would suggest that. I just that, checked uh, the website. They are still offering, you know, $750 off the S24 Ultra for a eligible trade right now yeah so. that's, that's yeah and, that's and that's typically thing. not even just for pre-order yeah the, samsung throughout the sale the will give aggressive trades um so just just watch out for it um but back to the phone the, the, the phone itself we've talked some about the display it's beautiful it's vibrant it's gorgeous um i want to spend a few minutes talking about this processor because so, okay setting the stage is a snapdragon 8 gen 3 if you paid any attention to this very episode last year 
the S23 Ultra had a Snapdragon 8 Gen 2. That doesn't sound like a big difference <laughs> in that it's the difference is one, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm shocked how noticeably better this processor is. I don't mean in a, ooh, I can do an Excel sheet faster. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what, what, yeah. what are we really going to measure performance wise on these top tier phones anymore? Because they're, we talk about how this is a matured space. They're already so good. Right. The measurable places I would give it is, is specifically heat. I have yet to get this phone warm. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. My iPhone 15 got warm the first day I had it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. No, and and I don't. those apps. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I haven't been, you know, crazy gaming because I still don't understand what crazy gaming is on mobile anymore. Like, <laughs> email me. I'd, I'd, I'd love to know. Like, how's Angry Birds I treating you? Really Am I dating intense, myself? Yeah. I'm out of the loop today. nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are the kids playing? No. Um, I'm. Don't mishear me. I'm sure you can get this phone warm. But you guys know what I mean. For several generations of modern top tier ultra grade devices, beyond just Samsung, I'm not picking on ultra, um, general daily use has been enough to get these phones to heat up quite a bit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. That's really been, the thermal profile of these phones has been a noticeable kind of bit of baggage that's been coming along with these ever increasing in power processors. And this one really, really did, because you guys know, I do not restore from backups when I set up a new phone. At, mm. at whether I'm reviewing it or <gasps> it's a phone that I'm going to use personally, I do not. I back my phones up and those backups live in the cloud for a couple generations and I purge them. But every new device I get is set up, bone stock from the ground up. Um, it's It's part of my ritual of curating what apps I actually want to have installed and what data do I want to sync. I go through the process of kind of rethinking how I want my notifications work every year. Like that's just, it's part of my investment in, you know, my own digital well-being, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, but that process, because you said it, Eric, downloading these still countless apps that I end up downloading from the Google yep. Play Store under this device. Mm-hmm. Recently, that's been enough to get these phones quite oh, yeah. warm because the yeah. radio is good. The, the Wi-Fi radio is going. The process, the storage is like all these things are happening over a relatively extended period of time because typically it takes the better part of an hour, hour and a half to download the number of apps that I'm throwing at it and resync the data and just do all the things that I've asked it to do. Um, the closest I got was a little bit of warmth up around the camera module, and I wasn't using the camera, so I'm guessing the CP. Like I haven't Something's compared there, it yeah. to the internal. There's a there's yeah. a key component up in that direction, but it was not ever. Eesh! This phone is warm in my hand, mm-hmm. and that is that is a noticeable noticeable difference between several recent generation devices again not just the galaxy lineup that i've yeah. used in the last few years so kudos to that 8 gen 3 processor um again it's not like crazy crazy it is faster than its predecessor but that's not the point it is more efficient um so uh only been a few days hands-on with the phone it's got the same 5000 milliamp battery as last right. year's the hope, of course, is that that Gen 3 processor is just going to help you eke more out of the same size battery. Um, I'll give that a definite maybe. Okay. Based more anecdotally on it's heating up so much less, my my, my takeaway right, is that it, yeah. it's just running more efficiently, so that should translate into just on the whole m- more better battery. 
more about a battery um no i'm I, I will say i'm also not impressed with the battery already like it's not yeah. like wow i've really been hammering this phone to death and it's only gone down eight percent like very basic use of the day it seems like a I, normal I, battery I, 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 maybe even like a half step above normal okay i just like I've never been using it over the last phase and been fearful, like, am I going to make it home or am I even going to make it to bed? It's more the question of, am I going to make it to bed and it's at 30% or am I going to make it to bed and it's at 3%? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. I don't, even while reviewing it the last few days, I have not been using this phone hard enough for that to even have been part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I just, I feel it's likely your mileage may vary, especially with use. And I mean, if you're a social media person, I've waxed philosophic on this show countless times about what that does to your phone's battery and what doom scrolling does to your phone's battery and what all the radio pinging social media apps do to your phone's battery. My wife is twitching right now because her and I have this conversation at least (laughs) once a month. I see her plugging her phone in the middle of the day and it's a brand new iPhone 15 pro max with a battery the size of a buick and somehow she's still at 20 percent at lunchtime like that's social media um the dog agrees it's not even mine uh no so uh, i mean i would call the battery so far good to middling okay which I have used to bring them back full circle to galaxy phones i have in recent years used galaxy phones that have been middling to meh you know what i mean not just like definitely not. this is I, I do feel there is an improvement here but it is not oh boy i could go a weekend and not plug in my phone not if you're going to use it with any kind of regularity if you're mom if you're my mom you're going to leave it on the kitchen island over the weekend and answer two phone calls you can go to the next thursday but you know the mm-hmm. normal person using the phone normally it, it's a day battery okay. it, it really yeah. really is it's a day battery. This is the best way I can do it. It's a day battery unless it's a Friday and you know you're going to be out until a certain time. Maybe throw your phone on the charger for an hour or so before, before, before going back out that night yeah. because you might be pushing battery saver mode when it comes time to call that Uber around 2.30. Not saying that's you, not saying that's me. I'm just making a suggestion about (laughs) depending on where your social patterns of the weekend might take you. So Uh, directly compared to its competitor, to the iPhone 15 Pro Max that you talked about, because you have one of those as well. I do. That's my daily driver. Right. The battery life. Is there a stark difference between the two or is it relatively the same? I'm going to stop short of saying a stark difference because I don't have, I don't have hard raw numbers to back it up but i I, you guys know i tend to base this off of the there's plenty of well i base off a feel i hate to this so non-scientific i base off a feeling there are countless professional gadget reviewers out there who will spend so much time telling you about the very very detailed intricate tests they will do to tell you down to the second what these batteries will do compared to each other over time why would i do that they're already doing it better than i am equipped or have time to do i'll tell you what it's like my feeling is that if I were carrying my iPhone 15 Pro Max and this Galaxy S24 Ultra and managed to use them identically through the same day, my feeling, and this could be completely biased, my feeling is that my iPhone battery would still be in a better place. Okay. I've, mm-hmm. And I, I just feel that comes from the way Apple continues to curate and control, and I'm not, by the way, this may not necessarily be yeah. coming across as a positive, 
the way iOS integrates with the application layer and just what those things are able to do and allow. There's just something about the inherent lowercase e efficiency that comes from that, that I just feel ekes out a more, a a more consistent battery experience. Consistent might be the better way of putting it because this is not unique to the S24. I felt the same way about every other recent Android, be it Samsung or Pixel or what have you. There's some wild inconsistency to how the battery performs, which is like some days like, man, this battery is just trucking right along. There's other days where I'm like, what did I do to murder half this battery? And Mm -hmm. I just don't seem to have that moment. It's not impossible. It's definitely happened. Mostly it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't have my phone on the charger and I was on nav for two and a half hours and, you know, nav murder like that, that those anomalies happen. But it's on a day ending and why. Um, I just seem to have that huh moment with my battery situation on Android more frequently than the iPhone. And my limited experience keeping both these phones in my pocket for the last few days, I don't see this likely being any different. Maybe a smidge better going from the efficiencies gained by that Gen 3 processor. But it's not a, you know, congratulations, guys. We just tacked on 25% mean runtime to your battery. No way. I just, I just, I just yeah, don't okay. see it. I see based on just the middling. I'll, t- I'll pick on mornings, for example. The last couple of days I've been shocked from the, I'm not a big like jump straight on my phone person in the morning. I'll mm-hmm. do a basic check of some financials. I'll do a basic check of some news stories. What's the weather today? Look at the calendar. And I've been trying to split those tasks between the two phones. And I have been noticeably surprised at the, I'm a, I'm a turn the battery percentage off kind of person. I obsess right. about the number. Yeah. But I've had, you know, full disclosure, I've had the S24 Ultra in Samsung's wallet, like folio case for the last few days, yeah. testing that out as well. And when you close the, like the, the lid, for lack of a way to put the cover, there's a little cutout and it goes to like a little like mini version of the screen, which is great. I love that feature. You see the it's clock cool. and a little notification bubble and you can swipe to them. But what I've noticed is even though I have battery percentage turned off, if I wake the screen up, it still shows me the percentage number. So, of course, <laughs> I obsess over it more. Yeah. And there have been a few times where maybe having not seen the number, this is perfectly normal battery drain. And just because I'm seeing the number standing out to me more. Right. But there have been several times where I'm like, how did I get to 91%? Like, what did I do this morning? that took took 9% of the battery. Mm -hmm. So I feel there's like a battery sense people get, right? Where you're like, I've used my iPhone for a while and you have this phone. You're like, "Mm, something's like... Am I there? And there's so many variables. Again, this is going to sound so squishy, but there's so many variables that can play into that anymore because you know these phones don't always charge themselves to 100% on purpose. It's part of their battery conditioning and saving process. And who knows, did I take it off the charger while it was doing its morning routine of Play Store updates and it downloaded 74? You know what I mean? There's so many things that could kick in. I will just say again, very anecdotally, there have been now in just the last few days, several times where I've unintentionally gotten a glimpse of the percentage base of my battery and been surprised the number it's been at. Okay. So not didn't want to harp on the battery. I do feel the battery is, like I said, middling to good, probably more on the good side. It's not great, amazing. This is the best battery I've ever used. Um, nor is the current iPhone. It's just it's going back to your right. side-by-side comparison. I do think battery tech needs to be 
a deeper area of focus for these for these phone for these phone manufacturers because as we're asking more and more of them from a performance perspective and the processors are evolving and iterating yeah. I, I do feel that innovation is outpacing battery innovation right. it almost yeah. seems like our answer sure. has been our answer has been let's make charging better and just accept we're going to charge more frequently. I'm like, neat. I do I, I do love to be able to pop my phone down for 20 minutes and get a meaningful amount of charge from that experience. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think that's necessarily an acceptable like long-term trade-off. Like yeah. The investment in the R&D into we need better battery tech. I think that that is really the, yeah. the, the halo story there is what we have is being outpaced by what we're asking of it. Right. Well, and what they can do is stop spending the R&D dollars for a few years on their camera tech because you've already got a 200 megapixel <laughs> camera. Pixel camera. I know. Just Good. take a step back, guys. Take a breath and spend some time on the battery and spend less money <laughs> on the camera and let that kind of do its thing. And the AI will improve it, you know, year over year anyway because they're throwing so much AI at it at this point. Because so. because what's a photo after all, right, Eric? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's battery right tech on their page. One flaw detection intelligently detects flaws so it's nearly impossible to take a bad shot that's nice <laughs> yeah just to clarify you took a bad shot and the phone and it made pretended it to fix it for okay. you and when <laughs> when was the bad shot actually the shot right right what yeah. a bad shot yeah um so how about how about that titanium john is it okay uh, Yep. Th th thank you. Because I was about to jump right into the camera system because you teed it up for me. But, but you're right. I need to. We need to take. We need to take a detour over onto the and and stick on the the physicality of the phone for a second because yeah. I do have some thoughts there. Um. First hot take, and there's a couple, and they're on all ends of the spectrum. So buckle up. This is the best feeling phone I've ever held in my entire life. Wow. Um, as far as just the, as a quality item, yeah, it's just, I, I took it out of the box. So what's in the box. I took it out of the box a few days ago and was for something that I'm just going to get the elephant, you know, back in the room for a second. Cause many other people have made this point. This is the most iPhone looking phone Samsung's ever made. Yeah. The thing the front, blatantly, the yeah, that, yeah. Front, especially from that side angle front, end, it is very iPhone-y. And there's just, there's no getting around that. And I get, there's only so many ways to make a glass and metal rectangle. I understand right. that. But even down to like the antenna lines, the color choice on this almost, I hate to say it, space gray-y looking black model that I ordered. Like just, I don't know. It's very, on sitting on the table, it's very iPhone-y. But I want to give credit where it's due. I picked the thing up and I've never held I've never held a piece of technology that felt quite that outstanding in the hand. It just, the combination of the titanium chassis and the glass, there's something they did to texture all of it, that it just, it feels like I could throw it through a piece of drywall. Mm. Um, and if you know me, you know I did that once sharp, with a blackberry. It has sharp corners, so it's um, like Yeah, product. that's right. Nice. Oh, it was a palm. It wasn't a blackberry, it was a palm. Anyway, um... Old, old John. John doesn't do that anymore. Um, uh, no, it's a really, man, it's 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 hard to describe. I've I've okay, I'll put it this way: I've really enjoyed handing this phone to people. I just mm -hmm. people that have been around me while yeah. testing and say, "Hey, check this out for me." I just love handing them the phone and watching their face because there's and 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 their reaction begets me to my next hot take. So first and foremost, 
just all around the the, the flat of the glass. There's a couple mm. sharper like edges on the phone's body mm. than than I would prefer. If you hold it just such a way, it kind of gets uncomfortable in the hand. Sure. I will tell you that's immediately solved by any case you're going to throw this thing into. Hopefully. <laughs> and and the reason you're going to is my next hot take, which is the cost of. The cost of this being the best feeling, I mean, possibly most well-made phone I've ever held or used, is it is uncomfortably heavy. Mm. Oh, no. It just, it just, it just <laughs> is. It's uncomfortably heavy. Amp battery and a bar of titanium will do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It is, um, it, it, it is just heavy. Um, your hand gets tired quicker than it should. Ooh. Um, it's holding it at several angles because it's a large phone. You're really not going to do it for any of that. Your fingers get tired. Kind of, we all do it. I'll think you kind of like you use your pinky to grab the one corner on the and your claw. Yep, sure. You know, it's like the big hand grip that we've all yeah. kind of evolved <laughs> over the last half decade of yeah. having giant phones in our pocket and that grip that we nat yeah that's the one that grip that we naturally fall into is unnatural with this phone for more than a few minutes it, it real huh. that is the cost of it is a very on the page like fractions of ounce for fractions of ounce which are some after the, during the event episode um Apple and Samsung chose two different roads um Apple made their phone net lighter they didn't make it light I'll even right. I, I remember saying when we talked about that phone, like, yeah, it's, just, it's really noticeably lighter. Uh, six months on, no, it's not. It's it's once it once it bakes in and like yeah. your body's readjusted, it's still a big fat heavy phone. Like that's just that's just it. But but they they made it lighter, and I'll give them that. Samsung chose a different route. They used the same amount of metal as they did on the last phone. They just used the same amount of a heavier, stronger metal. So the phone mm -hmm. is heavier. Um, right. It's tarried across some kind of line where it is, unfortunately, for for it's such a struggle, like a, a little like intrinsic struggle in my head because I love how this, I'm literally picking it up right now. Like I adore what it feels like to pick up this phone. I remember, um, I remember the very first time I picked up an iPod and yeah. thinking, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that yeah, sense memory. I remember of, that feeling. Yep. Like after years of picking up cheap plastic Walmart piece of crap, MP3 players, yep. and you picked up an iPod for the first time. Yeah. They, and it's just like, wow. Like so, the heft that was there begat it. it Cause we've also talked about perceived value. Like that heft brought with it a certain amount of perceived value. Yep. I, there's a direct connection to this where I pick up like, this is a quality Item. And it's the it's the tight tolerances of all the buttons. They don't wiggle. They yes. they feel solid when you push them. All that kind of stuff yeah. is yeah leads to that. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a phenomenally made piece of electronics. It just is, and I appreciate what it is for what it is endlessly. Except that I don't yeah. because so, then I use it for more than four minutes and fifty nine seconds, and I either have to change my grip or I have to set it down. So what and that's a problem for something you're going to carry all day. What we need are little Samsung branded barbells that are real tiny and you just have to do pinky, pinky workouts. <laughs> yes. And once you work your pinkies out enough, then it'll be, it'll be normal. They'll come with the phone in the package. Come All right. Uh, curls daily. Yep, Copyright, little, little trademark, whatever you want to call it, Solid State Podcast, January 31st, 2024, because we are making yep. those suckers, and yep. um, you will hear from our non-existent lawyers if you snake that from us. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, so... 
the weight, the build, the weight, the all of it is such a struggle, continue to be such a struggle in my head because the it is the thing I think I appreciate about the phone second only to how great I think the display is. The the right. the, the that peak brightness and just how good like the the way it's built is amazing. The way it's built will break your fingers. It's just yeah. it is it is a he- it is a noticeably heavy phone. And then you you, you have to put that into mind when you make your case choice because for example that wallet style case i mentioned i had it in before not heavy but it's not a small light case heavier than just a regular shell case right you're adding bulk and weight to an already large and heavy phone so all these things just add up um i will say the bulk might be worth it in the case of that that wallet case because it the shape it puts the phone, you have the flap open, it naturally lends itself to holding the phone a little bit differently or even holding it with two hands like a book. And right. I hate to say it, that might just be the saving grace of this thing is holding this thing like a foldable. I like really putting a like wallet case on it. <laughs> I, I tell you, I've, I've, I've just, I've, I know we're talking a difference of ounces, but I've just, I've noticed myself having to, adapt and adjust how I literally hold the device to use it. And the only thing I can tie that out to is weight. Yep. So do you think kind of that popularity of those like uh ring cases or those ones that you like put under the back of your phone, like kind of gives them yeah. leeway to, Oh, we'll make it like a little heavier because people have that thing on the back of their phone. Anyway. And I'll tell you, you're probably not wrong considering one of the cases that Samsung actually has in stock right now is a built-in strap on the back for God's sake. Like they know what they did. Yeah. yeah, there you go. It's got like a little, it's got like a pop out, like vinyl, whatever strap that you put your hand through to hold it like an iPad. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's. <laughs> oh yeah. Like your yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like you, you know what you did, Samsung. You would, this extends beyond Samsung. I have a long held theory that the, the people who make a device are, you can most be aware of what they're least happy about by the cases that they made. Mm-hmm. Because they will use a case to compensate for the most glaring flaws of the device they made. So I'm glad you brought that up, Cody, because I clocked that case when I was doing my order through Samsung for and I ended up on the wallet one, of course. But like I noticed this case with like this pop-out like handhold in the back. And my first thought was, oh, the phone's too heavy. Yeah. They, yeah. Know, they, yeah. they, they know. know they made the phone too heavy when they're giving you a rock climbing kit to hold your phone with. <laughs> like, this it, is, yeah. This, yes. Like this is not cord a, around your hand. Yeah, and, yeah. That's it. Oh, so uh, could talk about the physicality of the phone forever. I'll wrap it up with great display, amazing build quality, very heavy. Eric, you said something to you. That's where I'll bookend it. The, the overall fit and finish of the phone. Yeah. Um, I remember several generations ago, um, some of the reviews of the iPhone of that year really, really stood out because people were like, Apple is brought, I'll never forget this bit of description someone used. Might have been Johnny Ive in one of their videos, actually. Like, Apple brought, but the reviewers agreed, they brought a jewelry level of finish to the phone for the first Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And... I don't mean that with like chamfered edges and all, but I mean just that that level of completeness as this phone as a complete thought of hardware engineering is one of its strongest points other than its weight. You just pick it up. It's like everything about the curvature of the glass, the feel of the buttons, how your finger feels going across the screen. So there's no longer those ridiculous curved edges. Just all of right. it adds up to the best in-hand experience I've had with a Galaxy Ultra device to date. 
I'm sorry, with a Galaxy S device to date. And that's that's the most I can say about the hardware. It's nice. the best one I've used yet. Um, I'm excited to see future generations, what they can do with the material science to maybe curb the weight the other way, but not make yeah. it feel cheap. Like, mm -hmm. I know I'm, I know I'm sitting here, I'm asking the line, for the world, right? but like there's, there's yeah, a that'll way. Be like a mind shift, right? Like, yep. Yep. Yeah, when it comes well, out and it's noticeably lighter, your mind immediately thinks this is cheaper. Mm -hmm. Yep. We said yeah. that back at the iPhone episode because, again, the iPhone 15 Pro Max not, is not light. It is lighter than its predecessor. And But that was still a real thing. Most people, when they got their hands on the iPhone 15 for the first, the titanium model for the first time, what would they do? They'd pick it up. They'd pick up the 14. The 15 would be notice in the hand when you're holding both of them noticeably lighter. And you have to go to the mental exercise of, no, it's lighter for good reasons. It's mm -hmm. not hollow. It's not right. worse made. They didn't use plastic. But like that, we have that perceived value pr proposition in our heads. And this phone is no different. It's just the other direction. It feels like it's valuable. It also right. feels like you could clock someone over the back of the head with it. So it's <laughs> it looks just like it, you could. It really, <laughs> Those really corners look going. dangerous on there if you really yeah. took that thing for a swing. But I guess quickly before we you know wrap yes. up completely, the camera is, yep. is it the same or no, they upped the the um the two hundred megapixels? Is that new or was that the high end on the previous? It's 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 a new it's it's in line with the previous camera system. Okay. So it's it's still two hundred megapixels. It's an updated sensor. Okay. Um. Don't shoot it in 200 megapixels. There's my there's my t pro tip of the day. Like Ooh, no yeah. one wants to or needs to take this thing in 200 megapixel raw. What are you doing? Right. Like, like what are That's you doing? A lot of data. Yeah. It's so much data. And it's unnecessary. That 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 sensor exists to give the camera so the, to give the the. I'm just going to skip to the chase. That sensor exists to give the AI the as much data as possible to do all the generative AI nonsense they're doing yep. to, to do it to your, to do what it's going to do to your maybe photo. Right. Like that's, that's what it's there to do. It is not to take these insane 200 megapixel. Like that's, that's not what it's there to do. It's there to computationally absorb all that data, hand it off to the processing. And then what's going to come out the other end is a not 200 megapixel photo with a whole lot of unreal stuff in it. Like that's that 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 that's the strategy there. Just like with the other with one of the other sensors on there that um went from 10x to 5x on its zoom. Right. So they actually backed it off because they realized 10x was stupid and no one was using it. Um it's just it's just a weird place to be zoom wise. So they backed it off to five, but they went from 10 megapixels to 50 megapixels. Right. So you could so they're crop capturing yeah. exactly. They're capturing much more data at yes a closer magnification but then you can digitally crop it and still end up with an as good or better product because it's cropping with so much more information than the 10 megapixel yep. sensor was handing off um i am gonna make myself not go deep on the camera system in this conversation because there is the you know, I, I wanted to make this what's in the box more about the gadget itself the actual the yep. physical device there is a whole other conversation i'd love to have with you guys after more time with the phone on the things samsung and google because they were on the stage because it felt like a pixel event half the time <laughs> talked about which was all of the Gemini, Google AI, Galaxy AI, all the soft, what's happening at a software level, I'll just simply say one UI 6.1, Samsung continues to be on a great path here. They, they've really shed off 
what I frankly made bad jokes about for years about what Samsung would do to the UI for the most part. There's still some Samsunginess right under the you know covers in some places, but really. It's a good operating system experience. Android yeah. feels and looks very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one touch on AI, I love. You can do generative AI wallpapers baked mm-hmm. in, and <laughs> um, it's cool. not like it's not it's free form. You can't cool. just yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't just ask for anything. It's very much got guardrails in a good way. So it's like a certain, you know. You want a translucent leaf. You want a beach scene. You want a sunset. But then you can change what color temperature you want. Well, you can change very specific elements of, and then it just it generates several like examples of that. Different so versions it's of an it. interesting okay. way of like taking away the blank piece of paper, but walking you down the path of using generative AI to make wallpapers. That's fun. Yeah, real people could actually. You don't have to be a prompt engineer to make up a wallpaper. Finally, you know what I mean. Like that's actually yeah. a good thing. Um, but there's so much more. I we will and I want to talk about. Galaxy AI, what AI means to this phone. Another just really quick 10-second take, because um, I made fun of it during the um, event coverage episode. S- circle to search is real. Like the, yeah. the value of circle to search, if they can stick the landing and really continue to refine and make this thing, I and even in its current very, very early state, that's a, that's a potential game changer. The ability to stop what you're doing, quickly circle something on your screen and then get search results without because what what blew my mind is you don't actually leave the app you're in it's a floating oh. search ui mm-hmm. so it oh, does cool. this and then okay. and then you can choose to then exit and then get into chrome for what you were searching for but if you just wanted quick information want to dive back into what you were doing you don't have to leave the app you're in to do that that's, really cool. that's actually a big deal from a yep. workflow perspective yeah definitely yeah that was a smart so, decision so yeah, just the, the handful of days we've had with these phones, um, not enough for me to even scratch the surface on Galaxy AI. So we're going to do a whole other look at the software of this phone. But just again, what's in the box as a gadget? Um, I will I will just, I will wrap it up simply as you know on this bombshell. This is if this is the S twenty four Ultra. This is, in my opinion, the Ultra of the Ultras we've gotten to date. Um, Because it's everything that Ultra Phone is supposed to be. The S Pen experience is awesome. The build quality is amazing. The camera system is, if you're down with how Samsung does cameras, this is the best one of those they've done yet. The AI piece is a whole other bit of the conversation, but again, we'll get there. Um, This is the best of their best that I've personally ever used. Unless some of the features I've listed off, including the freaking weight, are unnecessary to you, the real bombshell I'll drop here is maybe go look at the S24 Plus this year. Yeah. Because I mean, it's right on par with a lot of the things. So. A lot of these specs and maybe more of the specs may check more boxes for more people at a more acceptable price point. So. Yeah. That is where I will wrap it up. Any other last last minute things you guys have on the S24 Ultra before we get back to breaking Galaxy AI for a couple of weeks and really have a conversation now, about it? I, I'm excited to talk about the AI yeah, and, and sure. also in the context of what, because we'd like to do this, what Apple's doing next, because that's their focus right now too. Yeah. Is they're doing their version in the next OS that they're putting out in, you know, whatever, nine, 10 months now. Yeah. Um, is is going to be that's going to be the main conversation we'll probably see it in the summer at least the first leaks of it in the summer from when they do their event but i i want to see like are they are they cribbing notes you know from right. 
Samsung did it first, or are they doing their own new thing? And I can't wait to compare the two together. So what that actually means. Awesome. All right. Well, on that, I'm going to uh, go grab a forklift to get this phone back into my uh, backpack because my arm's a little tired from holding it for the last 45 (laughs) minutes. And uh, we will wrap it up there and catch you next time. Later. Later. Later.